buying a car is uh, kind of long, I'm not going to lie. Hello and welcome to Stuff They Should Have Taught You in School. And I am, of course, your host, Monsui. Today's episode is really inspired by why, uh, some actions I took recently. But firstly, a quick thank you to all listeners and subscribers. And if you're not subscribed but you're listening... Go and hit that button, and if you enjoy the content, leave me a review. Let me know. Um, and yeah, thank you to all listeners and subscribers. And I hope that you do find some value out of it. And also, uh, remember these are always done in one take; they're not really edited or anything. You have that background music. That's about it. Um. So buying a car. What I learned when I went to basically, I was just buy. And I'm a bit of a cheapskate sometimes, so I was going for a cheap car. Now, I was going for a car that probably ranges from about £900,000 up to maybe five, six, seven grand. And the car is looking at is a Lexus IS200. Now, these cars were made between 2000 or 1999 or something and 2005. And I went to go see this car for £1,250. So it's on the lower end of the market. This car had um, 170,000 miles on the clock. And um, it had 17 service stamps. It was 2001, which basically meant that... um, That basically means that, uh, you know, they've missed one or two years. At the time of reporting it, 2021. I should make that clear, so, um, yeah, so, it should have really had, uh, what, 20, it's 20 service stamps or so, um, but it only had 17, so it's missed a couple, which is fine, it was actually overdue, it was actually due one this year, so I go to the car dealership, I spend about an hour looking at this car before I even step inside and talk drive it and check out all the buttons and the electrics or what, which they will because it is Japanese. Um, just speaking, you've probably heard me say this a lot, uh, that Japanese cars are, are the most reliable, which is true, but they're only reliable when they've been properly maintained. Now this is what I want to talk about, is this car had service history, quite good service history, but the car was not the right car for me to buy. And the point I'm trying to get across here is what a service means is it just means that they've changed the oil. That's all it means. So they stamp it. It doesn't mean anything. You can can make your own stamp. So you really want to be careful when you're buying a car that has got service history but no receipts and actual invoices which show you exactly what has been done to that car. Now, generally speaking... These cars, every so many thousand miles, some things need to be replaced. So, a very common one is every 100,000 miles, the clutch needs to be replaced. Uh, replaced. Um, or every 70,000 miles, the clutch needs to be replaced. Or, uh, sorry, not the clutch. The clutch is like every 20,000 miles or so, depending on how you drive. Um, the cam belt, I mean, every 100,000 miles or so, that needs to be replaced. Now, that's a big job. Maybe 500, 600 pounds. So... That's when you look at these things and spark plugs and things like this, depending on what type of engine car and car it is, depending on where it is, it might be easy or hard to fix. If it's hard to fix, and I'll receive payment. 
So these are all things that you need to like sort of research before you look at buying a car. But the point here is that the service history really doesn't mean that much unless you do have that actual documentation behind it to say, okay, X Y Z was done. You they put they just change the oil and put a stamp. But there's so many other things that could be done. In this car had all the stamps, yeah. It had just passed an MOT. It had one year MOT. So for those for those people abroad, MOT basically means it stands for. I think it stands for. I don't know. Basically, an MOT is a health check for your vehicle to say that it's safe to go on the road. And by law, you need to have this every year, unless the car is like 40 years old or more. And uh, they check certain things like suspension and this and that. Now this car had just been MOT'd, but it had been MOT'd by the dealer I was buying it off. Now they probably had some arrangement with that garage. And the MOT surprises basically, you can go on the internet for those people who, or maybe you're in the UK but you don't really understand how it works. Basically, go online, type in MOT check, and literally right there and then, you can see every single MOT, all the advisories, so things that may need ever. People, if it's failed or you know, main normally advisories are something like the tyres close to the legal limit, which is fine. That's not something wrong with the car. Or you know, certain suspension components may need to be done after so many thousands of miles. But what you don't want to see is severe rust or corrosion and all this kind of stuff. And um, uh, you know, it's fairly self-explanatory. So you know, if you see something you don't know, you can just Google it and what it means, how much it's going to cost you to fix it. So the MOTs are a bit dodgy as well because I've had an MOT done on a car, and that car really shouldn't have passed the MOT. It was very, very bad and quite dangerous to drive. Actually, they still passed it. So can you imagine if you've got a dealer that's getting MOTs done all the time? they got their buddy over here somewhere else that's completely unrelated, but they know them because they've taken so many cars to MOT. They're just going to swing them out, just say, bang, all right, MOT, no advice, MOT, no advice. Anyway, after about an hour of looking at this car, I saw some quite bad oil leaks. Uh, about three, four oil leaks. I saw that um, I turned the wheel, the steering wheel, so I could see the tyres, the front tyres on the inside on both tyre front tyres, not the back tyres, but just the front ones. The inside was completely bald, but the outside had tread. Now that's not good. There should be even wear on these tyres. I basically told this guy, look, I rang up a couple of my mates who know a bit more than me about cars. I really don't know that much. I'm not a mechanic or anything. It's literally just from Googling, oh, I'm looking to buy this car. What are the common problems with that? How do I look for this? And a bit of common sense, like, yeah, you want to check all the doors open and close properly. You want to look at the paintwork, see if there's any damage. Yeah, so I, I mean, I was making notes as I was going along. I see, okay, three oil leaks, the exhaust looks like it's rusting. It might, it's probably going to fall off soon. The tyres and the suspension need to be sorted out. Um, the back bumper, the panel gap didn't look right. Uh, by that, I mean it wasn't consistent. Now, on on the manufacturers that are not Japanese, they may just be inconsistent factories, but Lexus especially, and Japanese manufacturers, the panel gaps are always, like, the same. Um, so I knew all this sort of stuff happened, and um, I said to the guy, I was like, look, this is on for 1250 I'll give you 600 quid. I was playing low ball, 
I was like, look, it needs all this work done. I gave you 600 quid. He was like, no, 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 no. And uh, then he said, and I said, all right, what's your lowest price? This guy, he tells me he's only going to knock 50 quid off. So this is what dealers are like. They're waiting for someone who doesn't know their shit. They 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 get scared when they see someone like me who's like oh spends an hour before they're even taking it for test drive. Normally people look oh good cash and carry space, good space for the people at the back. Oh it's got cruise control, these feature that feature, sat nav, whatever this that and crap, and let's take it out for a drive. Like drove alright, so it must be fine. Maybe open the bonnet, maybe check the oil if they know it, know some things. But I even check I yeah yeah check the transmission fluid as well. Transmission fluid is black. It was an automatic, but the, what the, gear, the equivalent for a manual would be gearbox for It was black. That needs to be replaced as well. So I was looking at maybe like two grand worth of work. Uh, I wasn't planning to keep the car for that long. I probably wouldn't have done most of the work. Maybe a little bit of it. Um, mainly the suspension and tyres and that kind of stuff that is like safety related. But it just goes to show that when you're buying a car, there's so many like cheeky little things going on here so I think this is a good point now to recap is that okay MOTs they can be dodgy um, once again the MOT is the, um, by law you need to get an, a year, an MOT every year um, it's based on health check it can be done dodgy um, service history stamps don't mean much or a service just means it's had an oil change there's so many other maintenance things that need to be done with the car uh, so you need to check that you need to check what is exactly the maintenance schedule for the car and the common problems and know how to check for these things all cars can be reliable Japanese cars are the most reliable but they're only going to be reliable if they be maintained properly well, that car had 170,000 miles on it could have probably still driven it home in fact, I, I would put money on that, yes, it would take me home and it wouldn't break down. A French car, on the other hand, or a German car, on the other hand, going up to that kind of mileage, okay, yeah, there's going to be a lot of electrical issues and um, gasket cruising issues and this and that. I also, yeah, it's also worth uh, noting, but that was sort of the summary of why things for anyway. MOT, talking about MOT. Yes, that can be dodgy. Service issue doesn't really mean that much. The stamps don't really mean that much. Cars have to be maintained properly to be reliable. Japanese cars are generally more reliable. Um, if you want to check all the fluids, this is one thing I forgot to mention, is that the power steering fluid in this car um, was uh, above the maximum. Now, for pressure reasons, there's a, there's a reason why they want that much air and that much liquid in there and when you mess around with that it's not good just put it that way anyway I thought that this episode might be useful for some people because this is again something that like when I bought my first car I, I bought it from a dealer as well and these dealers are the most dodgy people especially these second hand dealers they're servicing it in-house, they might be MOTing it in-house, and if they're not doing it in- in-house, they're doing it uh, with matey down the road that they've known, and they're servicing 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 cars there a year. They're just pumping it out. Yeah, okay, quick oil change, that's it, done, stand. That's not what, they're not even checking the car properly. 
you need a car that's been checked properly. Uh, if you are not competent in this sort of stuff, get some, find someone, find a mate or pay a mechanic £100, 50 quid to come and give it a good once over. Um, I feel like a lot of people do get taken advantage of. Like, you know, that guy is waiting for someone essentially who does not know what they're talking about to come and buy that car. And that's not a good way to do business. I think I'll leave it on that note. I hope you found this episode useful. It's a bit more of a... I don't know. Let me know how, how you found this episode. Um, this one was had uh, pretty much absolutely no planning beforehand. It was just sort of came into my head when I was buying this car. And I was thinking, oh, this is pretty messed up. Uh, what's happening, oh yeah, the other thing is, geez, I forgot to tell you this even, um, the guy told me he bought it from auction, now either he, okay, cars will only go to auction for a couple of reasons, most likely it's mess, um, so he told me he bought it for auction, that's a red flag, straight, uh, and I would have put money on that all the cars in his lot were bought from auction. And that's not great. That's not great. You really want something that's been part X to come straight from the dealers basically sold a car, taken on the uh, um, per, the person that bought the new car, taking on their old car, giving some money off the new car. And then they want to sell that one for cheap. Then at least you know, okay, look, you know some sort of history from it. You can see like some sort of thing on there that, um, you know, another good indicator actually is if it's been like one or two owners or like the owner's owned it for many years, they've probably maintained it, especially if it's got the service history. But you can, if it's got service, it's just been served every single year, especially for main dealer, then you know that whoever's been driving it before has actually looked after it, right? cars only in the last so it's been maintained properly and on that note buy Japanese and don't get screwed over by dealers uh, I hope this has been <laughs> I hope this has been useful for you and um, I hope that you join me on the next episode if you have any topic requests email me one to icloud.com or one email me it's in the show notes Check me out on YouTube, Instagram, everywhere around Monterey Tech or Monish Tech also in down down below somewhere. Thank you.